welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, everybody. I thought I'd start that one off with uh, my friend, Praise Master G. Today's Sunday. You know what the day is, whatever part of the world you're in. And, you know, maybe some of you in church, maybe not. But anyway, uh, my thoughts and beliefs are without Big Boy upstairs, we not be might not be here today to um, celebrate this day, this sunny day, beautiful day. Hope it's a great day, wherever you may be. It's your host, Kate Dizzle, Elixir Love, along with uh, my esteemed colleague, Mr. Matthew Anderson. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, buddy. It's great to be here with you. Wonderful day here in Florida, too. Boy, look, it's a wonderful day to get up and kick it today. Period. To be on the <laughs> earth. Period. Today, with so many crazy, okay. with so many crazy odd things going around around the world, man. Yeah. That's right. It's not like we don't have anything to talk about here, I'll tell you. No, man. If if it's not one thing, it's another. So, ladies and gentlemen, what we're talking about today is what's really going on in the political arena. Is it the Democrats or is it the Republicans? Who is it? (laughs) Oh, I heard you laughing, so I guess you got something to say about that one. (laughs) I got so much to say. We might have to go for like three, four hours. I don't know. <laughs> well, come on. Oh, let's boy. kick I'm, it. I'm telling let's, you. you know, we'll get her going. <laughs> I, I remember back when Lyndon Johnson ran for president, and he came to South Carolina, and I was in this little singing group. And I played the banjo, and I had a friend who played the guitar and a guy who played the bass, and we went – and we sang. You remember that song by the Kingston Trio called MTA? Remember that song? We changed the words and to to change it around for political message. And we sang in front of sixty thousand people that day. I couldn't believe it. There were people. It was like I thought I was the Beatles or something. So since then, I've been keeping up with it. And I, I think one of the things that we ought to talk about. And I'm really hoping. Some of those people out there who are listening to us and have opinions are going to call in about this, so we don't have to just put forward just what we think. But the first question I have that I thought would be good for us to talk about a little bit is what is happening to the Republican Party? I mean, there's some really interesting things going on, and just months ago, All the pundits, all the gurus of the Republican Party were saying that Donald Trump was never going to make it this far. And now he's basically, I would say, the nominee. I don't think anything's going to happen to get in the way of that. Now he's the nominee. He's going to run, I would say, very probably against Hillary Clinton. And this is an amazing thing that's happening because here's a guy who's who was never in politics and now he's got the votes to be the nominee and the party regulars, the, the, the old guys, the people who have been around the establishment are just going crazy. They're just going nuts. Well, didn't they say, uh, wasn't that a double edged, uh, sword Matthew when the Republican national committee forced, uh, Trump to sign that loyalty pledge. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that was a funny thing, you know, because 
I don't think there's anything in Trump that would make him keep his word about that if he decided it was not in his best interest to keep his word. He would change it, and he'd probably say, no, I didn't sign that. I didn't sign that. You, you, somebody other guy, just like this John Miller guy that they're saying, he used to pose as John Miller and call up people and brag about Trump, and now he says it wasn't him. I don't think that he would hold himself to it if he decided he didn't want to be loyal. But right now it looks like – He's going to get the support. They're certain that if they don't support him, they really don't have any choice of winning. But the problem is, I don't think he really does have a real chance at this point. And I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to predict that Hillary wins over Trump. But, I mean, who am I? And people are not calling me except for you. (laughs) Nobody's calling me and asking me for my opinion about who's going to win this election. But I'm going to predict that she wins by 12 points. That's what I'm going to predict. You you care to to venture a a guess on this or predict? (laughs) Would you say say only 12 points? I I, I don't know. I think the jury's still out for me because, you know, I, I don't think Hillary is being 100, being uh, 100% forthcoming, and I don't think Trump is, of course, you know, he's already basically said what, you know, he wasn't going to do. Hillary didn't pretty much said what she wasn't going to do, too, in terms of her little emails, in terms of uh, Trump with his little taxes. But then even when you look a little bit deeper that beyond that, I mean, who are these people, really? Um, you know, Hillary's been around politics, um Forever, uh, Donald Trump. You know, I mean, who, who is Trump beside a real estate mogul, a reality star, and a powerful egomaniac that just feel like he could be yeah. president because he want to be? So, yeah. other than that, what what are they bringing to the table? We got one that know a little bit more about politics, but truly, I don't think it's my personal opinion. I don't think um, you know the American public is just quite ready for a woman president. It's just me. You don't? But, no. I don't. You, think you got too. You got. You got too many so old chauvinistic type men in this country that that's just not going to just take orders from a woman. Period. Let alone a female president. And I might be wrong, you know, but I'm just saying. You know, I listen to well, a lot of I'm, men. I'm, I just let let a lot of men talk. That's basically from the old school. Uh huh. Well, I, I'm I'm thinking that. Um, the women in this country, I, I, I really don't see how you can be a woman of consciousness and awareness and go for Trump, given the incredibly hostile, negative, really kind of trashy statements that he has made about women on a consistent I'm not saying they're going to go. I'm not saying it's going to go for him. No, that's not what I'm saying at all. And I want all our listeners to understand that and. And please, let me take this moment, too. The caller number is 646-929-2870. If you want to call in and chime in on this conversation subject, please press number one on your phone. We're glad to hear your thoughts. No, I'm not saying that they would vote uh, for Trump against Hillary. That just brings uh, the third choice into play, um, Bernie. You know, oh, yeah. Bernie. But then again, I mean, is, is he gonna last? Is he gonna make it through the first year of his term? <laughs> you think he's too old, man? Huh? <laughs> well, I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> I know. I did. I did. Well, Hold on, know. Matthew. I think we got somebody else want to join us. 
781, you on? Yes, hi. Hello. Welcome. Hi. Hi, thank you. Uh, my name is Senka, and I'm calling from Boston area. Senka? Hi, Senka. Welcome, Senka. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. So uh, I just joined, uh, and I did hear that you are, like, uh, waving in who is um, going to be the next president. Yes, we are, and we're interested in your opinion about that. Um, I cannot really, and I don't want to predict anything at this point because life proved to be unpredictable many times. <laughs> and um, I am supporting Bernie Sanders for many reasons. One of the reasons is that he is really uh, pushing on the financial industry and on the Wall Street, and he's um, calling for criminal criminal prosecution for holding them accountable for the the biggest financial crisis of our time, which happened in 2008 and still ongoing, and on so many other important issues. So I really think that um, country at this point needs somebody like Bernie. Uh, if we got Hillary, then I think we will be um, just keep the status quo going, and I don't even want to to go with Donald Trump because I really don't think that he has a chance to be a president. Well, Sinka, let me ask you a question. If it happened that Hillary, uh, who looks like she's going to have the votes for the nomination, if she decided mm-hmm. to go with Bernie Sanders as vice president, how would you feel about that? What would you think about that one? I, I think it's um, far stretched so far, that combination, but if that happens, uh, I think that will be good. If will be anything, will be better than Trump. Because uh, I, I can't even imagine. I still don't believe that this is uh, that anybody is taking him seriously. Yes. Uh, so it is. It is amazing for me because I escape um, a war in my country, ex Yugoslavia, like twenty something years ago, because of people like Donald Trump. And wow. my country came apart because we didn't take them seriously. We were making fun of them. Mm. So I came to this country, and um, I'm really glad that I did it. I'm grateful for everything. And I'm really shocked that there are millions of people now here in this country that are supporting Donald Trump. They don't see how wrong he is in so many, on so many levels. It is a frightening kind of thing, and I agree with you. It's it's not just Trump that we should be thinking about, but what is it in the American people, especially exactly. on the Republican side of things, mm-hmm. that he's exactly. appealing to, that that they're being so activated by this kind of outrageous, um, you know, really kind of crazy way, talk. Yes, in a way, in a way, I understand when they are coming from. Uh, because they are tired of establishment, they are tired of corruption, they are tired of revolving doors between uh, government and so, so many like corporations and taxes and everything. Yes. So they, they and he's the only one on the Republican side that he's talking somehow against it. So I think those are people mm-hmm. who are see their voices in him, and they're just somehow like. Um, Looking the other way when he starts talking nonsense about like uh, uh, 
about racism, about uh, so many other issues that are important, but for them, they don't take it seriously, which they should. That's the thing. That's the, 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 every other candidate, candidate on the Republican side, they see as a part of the establishment, probably. Yes. I, I think you're making a good point. I really do. I'm, well, I, I'm, you, came about, you came to this country over 20 years ago? Yeah, I came here in 95. In 95. Well, welcome to mm-hmm. America. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad to be here. But, but let's do everything to stop Trump. That's what I can say. Everything legally possible. That's what I want. <laughs> I, I think that's my everything in the background. What do you got there? No, I just think Trump eventually is going to stop himself because most, most, guy, most guys through history that their mm-hmm. ego, their ego had run amok that they took exactly. control of them. Usually, yes. self-destruct. Yeah. Well, that's exactly. true. It, 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 the question is, how long does it take? Because before Hitler self-destructed, he took millions of people with him. So you know, exactly. I'm hoping that this happens before. I heard someone on the news who was being interviewed, and I'm sorry, I cannot remember the exact person, but they were talking about Trump last week, and they compared him. To a carnival barker, and who basically <laughs> says anything to get you into his tent. And once you're in there, you say, "Well, you didn't, you didn't show me what you promised." He says, "No, I don't worry about that. I got another thing I want exactly, to show you." Exactly. Yeah. Keeps, he'll say anything to get people to say, "Come under his tent." And mm-hmm. uh, but as Cinco was saying just then, it's really kind of a scary thing about the rest of us that we have some. Meaningful size of the population I, I believe, Sinka, that you're right That that there's a part of the population That feels unattended to Uncared about, unrecognized exactly. And, and they're the so same side. I'm sorry for, for interrupting But the same, like we have uh, Like on democratic side It's the same uh, mm-hmm. Like issues that Bernie's Raising, yes. like people are Tired of establishment but there are also exactly. huge differences between these two populations. But both sides are tired of the of the same politics. However, I think that with Bernie politics, we can move this country forward. And with Trump's politics, even though he's not establishment, he will took us so much backwards. And I'm really afraid that he can uh, he can bring a disaster to this country. Oh, I, let I me completely a, let me ask, agree. Let me ask and divide us even more. Let me ask both of you guys a question. I mean, the mm-hmm. populace that we have out there that's really tired of establishment on both sides, do you mm-hmm. feel like that's going to have an impact on on the votes? I think it will have a huge impact because I'm just um, – I can't wait to see what independents will do in this country in November if Bernie is not a nominee. Because there are millions of, of independents who are voting for Bernie, and at this moment they keep saying they won't vote for Hillary. So I would like to see what will happen at the end. And also, I think that um, before November, Donald will somehow soften his speech to win more independent votes if he can. So I don't know. It will be interesting to see. However, I really don't trust him uh, to be. Uh, the leader of this country. Well, I, I think you've got some really 
insightful comments there. I, when it comes to Donald Trump, I really do not. My opinion is he is incapable of softening his speech. I think he's oh, out okay. of control. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I mean, that's just my opinion about it. But when when you have such a deep seated narcissistic tendencies combined with uh, a, a really amazingly inflated ego. Mm-hmm. Uh, ego ego maniacal tendencies combined with narcissism and his he has a total inability to admit that he's wrong about anything yeah which is truly scary you know i i work okay. with couples a big part of my work over the last 40 years has been with couples and when couples come to me with difficulties and there's one part of the couple the man or the woman who cannot admit to making mistakes <laughs> they have mm-hmm. almost no chance of working it out no chance. That's so true. Yes. You know, he said in front of a, a large audience, and they were talking about forgiveness, and he said, I don't really think I have anything I need forgiveness for. There's no exactly. human being on the planet that doesn't need forgiveness for something. Exactly. And, and so, before very, I very go, frightening. I, yeah, this is very frightening. Before I, I, I leave you, I just want to say that I think for his wife, Trump had around his team, his people, his yes men and women. Yes. That we're praising him and uh, mm-hmm. telling him how great he is, couldn't say no to him. However, he's coming for a surprise when he starts running against, like, Democratic nominee. And I think the press will be pressed to do, to be, like, more tough on him than they were uh, up until so. now. So he's coming up for a surprise. Even his supporters will see a different side of him, I think so. Well, I, 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 uh, I, one thing I think about Hillary is mm-hmm. I believe that she is certainly capable of handling Trump. I think she's very yes, tough, very so smart, yes. very well prepared. And mm-hmm. if it does come down to debates, I'm, I'm expecting her to do really good. Yes, Sinka, I thank you so. so much for calling us. You're it's welcome. great talking to you. Thank you. Thank you, Sinka. Well, gonna... You're welcome. Okay, bye, guys. Bye-bye. Oh, uh, Matthew, our switchboard is lit up. If any other callers would like to add into the conversation, please press number one on your phone. We're glad to hear your comments. Phone call in number 646-929-2870. And we're speaking on what's really up in the political arena today. Is it the Democrats or the Republicans? We'd like to hear what your thoughts may be. Hold on. Let me see and who let's, we have. Okay. Let me see. Um, who else we got here? Nine five four, you on? Good Hello. afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, terrific, gentlemen. Hi, Matthew. Hi, Lamont. How are you? Um, terrific. Hi, really good. This is Steve. Oh, hi, Steve. Welcome. Hey, hey. A very interesting uh, conversation you're having this afternoon about the. Uh, political candidates, um, and it is it is probably one of the most compelling uh, uh, election uh, cycles that we've seen in our lifetime, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, something has to be said about, you know, the Donald uh, being, being as uh, compelling and uh, attention-getting as he is, but what, what I think everyone is maybe missing and maybe don't, really don't appreciate as much is that each of these candidates have on their team, very, very smart strategists. 
that now can be referred to as the, the puppet masters because as we get nearer to uh, election day, every, every uh, soundbite out of these candidates is going to be highly, highly scrutinized. Um, and they have some very, very smart people. Hillary has, you know, a, a bank of, uh, of strategists that she has been working with along with her husband for many years, going back to the 80s and 90s. Um, and, and, you know, she has her, her warts that somehow have to be negotiated because of all the missteps mm -hmm. that she has had in, in her yeah. uh, recent uh, political history. Um, and at the same time, uh, Donald Trump, you know, early on, because he, he was the only candidate that had significant media experience through 12 or 13 years of his own TV show, uh, plus his background in New York City and, and how he would chime in on all these, uh, all these uh, topics like during the day. And he was very explosive. And, and Matthew, I, mm -hmm. I heard your comment about him being, uh, uh, you know, a carnival barker and, and pulling everybody in, into his tent. And that's probably uh -huh. one of the most creative uh, metaphors that, that I've heard about him. But from this point forward, and, and you can really see it, he's, he's been far more measured on all his interviews on NBC, uh, MSNBC, CNN. You know, like whenever he's in front of a camera, his people have already coached him thoroughly about, you know, what to say, what to sidestep. And let's face it, Donald is really good at being able to sidestep a question. Even this most well, recent I think he's, thing. I, I believe he's really good at sidestepping. But however, what I think what you you said a minute ago about as as it goes on now, he's going to get looked at harder by the media. There was a woman on interviewed this week. Maybe you're aware of it. I don't remember her name, but she interviewed him for a major magazine about twenty twenty five years ago. And this guy named John Miller that he was posing as, he called up talked to her about Donald Trump bragging about him and she knew it was Donald Trump and someone recently asked him if that was him and he denied it and yet she has documented evidence that two weeks after that conversation he called up and yeah. apologized to her for doing that yeah I saw so that he's, I saw he's that. always denying his the, the reality well he, which he probably is just made really frightening he really made an error in the way he responded to that situation. But number one, that, that interview that, that she had um, while she was a, a writer for People Magazine back in 1991, um, at that point in time, he wasn't maybe really considering that that, that little spoof on his you know, wife, uh, Marla Maples, at the time mm -hmm. was going to resurrect it itself you know, 25 right. years later. So, and she was right. You know, I, I heard the same clip, and it really sounded as if it was Donald Trump portraying yeah, his sure publicist, John Miller. And, and she came well, back, and, and, and what she uh -huh. said was really telling. You know, she said that it was, uh, you know, if, if, if this is the, the type of behavior that this guy has, denying it on the Today program, currently like yesterday or the day before say no that's not me that's somebody imitating my voice and it's a scam blah 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 you know if he actually said that you know that does reveal 
uh, a character flaw because he could have said, right. been been more truthful and said, yeah, I was just playing a game with my wife at the time, and you know it was a different day and age, blah blah blah, whatever it is. But, well, I know, have a question life. for you, Steve. Go. The question is, what what's your opinion about what do you what's your opinion about what you think is going to happen when the Republican Party has their big event that's coming up? You know, that's their a convention. real. I'm I'm actually very interested as a uh, watcher to seeing exactly what goes down and who says what and who shows up because you know Paul Ryan is the chairman of that yeah. convention and mm-hmm. you know he he's not altogether sold on the presumptive candidate. I know that a meeting a couple of days ago, but it it's going to be real dicey, you know, and it might be an opportunity for Hillary just to come in there like a. a like a bulldozer, you know, and just say, look, we are the clean party. We don't have any of this, you know, craziness, and you should vote for me because I have the experience and stuff like that. So it's still unfolding. It's still unfolding. It's, like I said, it's going to be a very interesting election. Well, I, I really appreciate your comments. I appreciate calling. Um, Lamont, you you wanted to chime in there with something? No, I was just saying it's going to be very, very interesting, and then uh, my concern is that I hope the American people just go out and vote, period, because it seems like there's not a lot of uh, excitement about either party. Yeah, that's a difficulty. I heard on um, – there's this program, I believe it comes on Saturdays. Uh, you heard of it? It's called Wait, Wait, Don't. Wait, wait, something. Wait, wait, don't ask me. Wait, wait, don't tell me. And there's a guy on there who's regular, and he's extremely conservative. His name is a writer called P.J. O'Rourke. And he said, he said, I'm not going to vote for Donald Trump. Instead, I'm going to vote for Hillary. And the reason is Donald Trump is just too irrational and too crazy. And even though I completely disagree with Hillary in every single one of her positions, she disagrees with me within a rational basis. So I'm going to go for her, even though I don't agree with her, because Donald Trump is just too crazy. That was really – I think other people are going to do the same thing. Why well, Why are you guys just discounting Bernie? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not discounting Bernie. You I know, think Bernie's pretty – I think Bernie is speaking really some truth for a very important part of the population also. And um, – I'm hoping that if Hillary gets the nomination, that she's really going to take Bernie's point of view into consideration because that, that's an important part of the American people who have those opinions that are supporting him. Very important. I don't think they should be left out. I think you guys what just you... kicking Bernie to the curb because you think he's too old. So <laughs> you just no. don't want to be honest. <laughs> now we got agents no. going on here. He's probably he's probably the only candidate that's got some real uh, credibility and some you know genuine appeal for for his platform, and and he's just you know getting beat up by the other uh, candidates. Uh, but you know he does have a, a well a wellspring of uh, supporters behind him, and uh, who knows who knows what's going to happen. Well, I think that what Lamont just said is an important statement, even though we were laughing about it, because I was just wondering, I wonder what would be going on if Bernie was 20 years younger. Right. I I just wonder if his age is not something that causes a number of people some concern. And if he was 20 years younger, it might be a very different kind of thing going on. He might get more votes, but I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. 
You really well, think everybody, that? Well, everybody know being a president turn your hair gray. I mean, he might not be in there long enough for his hair to turn grayer. <laughs> he just fall out. That's what will happen. <laughs> he turns gray and it falls out. Well, Steve, well, thank, thank you for calling us. I really appreciate you uh, no sharing problem. your information and yeah. joining us. Thanks so much for contributing. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Have a great show. I think show. we have another call. Are we lighting up? We got more in there? Yeah, I think we have another caller here. Let me see who Good. this may be. 561, you on? Hi, guys. Jason here. Hello, Jason. Hi, Jason. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. I agree with a lot of what's been said as far as Trump being a, a carnival barker. I, I really feel like he's nothing more than a distraction. What I can't understand is I just can't wrap my mind around the working class and minority support for Trump. There's much more of it than I anticipated, just given that his message is so transparent, and he clearly thinks that the vast majority of us are, are insignificant and that we're ignorant. And for me, that's a problem. I just, for some reason, I, I can't wrap my mind around why anyone who he, he clearly is just against would be for him. Uh, you ever heard of this word called ignorance? Yes. <laughs> I live under it many days. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's your answer. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that this is this is a big uh, statement about the core of our educational system in this country is that we do not teach people how to think. And when people are not taught how to think rationally, their 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 decisions, their mental decisions get driven by their emotions, and they don't realize it. So they get upset, and then they make irrational decisions, and they don't call it that. And, uh, Jason, it's my opinion that this is almost like an educational issue, but at the same time, I believe what we're talking about before is that there's a – a large part of the population that is frightened about what's happening in society. You know, Trump is appealing to the past. He's saying, let's make America great again. And my, and my question for him is, when was it great that you're referring to? What, what decade, what 20 years period of time did you think it was so great? Because there's always been a piece of our country that, was lagging behind, that didn't have such great jobs, that that didn't have opportunities that other people would have. And I think he's appealing to them, but I really don't know what, you know, when he says, I'm going to make you a winner, I believe that he's appealing to people who walk around in life feeling like losers a lot. I agree with that 100%, but where is the specificity? What What is he going to do to try and make America great, aside from build a wall? Lamont, how, how's he going to get the money to build this wall? Come on, tell me that. That's going to be interesting. He didn't, what, wasn't he talking about uh, Mexico was going to pay for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but I'm kind of curious. It's completely ridiculous. Where, I'm trying to curious <laughs> to say where is where is the wall going to be built from? I mean, is it going to be built in Santa Monica, Marina del Rey? Because last, I mean, I was also I was always thought that California was kind of part of that Mexico at one point in time. It was, but his whole his whole candidacy feels like a, a Saturday Night Live skit. It's it, it's yeah. ridiculous to be real. 
Yeah, it, it, but he's getting. To, it's really. I agree with you. It's really kind of crazy, Mickey. I I think he's going to. His whole attitude is let's let's keep out. Interesting that he wants to keep out the people who are brown and the white people. He's not talking about building the wall across Canada. He's talking about building a wall that keeps out the brown people. And for me, that is a very racist kind of attitude. And he said some pretty terrible things about uh, rapists and criminals and murderers and it's just astounding. But I think that there are a lot of people who are afraid of it. I mean, what do you think about that, Jason? I think you're absolutely right. I, I think it, it's incredibly ridiculous that anyone could get behind a man with this kind of message. I, and I don't think that it's going to stop at a wall between us and Mexico. You know, it's, oh, that, you that's not going. That, that's that, that's not going to never ever happen. How do you how do you alienate people that helped build this country? I mean, just how do you do Agreed. that? That's right. That's right. I mean, it just 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 how do you do that? It's just total. I don't think he has that much money, really. Well, there's another issue that I think that there's – I believe that the reason he doesn't want to show his tax returns right now is that they would show he's got less money than he likes to brag, just like his fingers are a lot shorter than he really likes to say. <laughs> well, he's no stranger to failure, that's for sure. I mean, if we look at Trump University and Trump Studios, I mean, everyone's saying, oh, he's a great businessman in the country as a business, so this should be a perfect match. Well, no, that's, that's not really the case. He was handed a successful business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but didn't didn't he didn't he did he halfway master the whole term of uh, debt restructuring? Yeah. I mean, we used to call it we used to call it bankruptcy, but I think what Donald yeah. Trump got called to it, I think it was called a debt restructuring. That's good. I like that one. Debt restructuring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, three times. I mean, when you're a millionaire, I mean, that's what you call it, right? Uh, uh, Us poor people call it bankruptcy. Uh (laughs) So, when was it? How many years ago did his daddy give him a million dollars to get started? How many years ago was that? 30? 20, 25, 30 years, something like that. Wow. It's funny how he referred to it as he referred to it as a small amount of money, a million dollars. But, you know, the interesting thing is that he's got us talking about him. Well, he's a a master at that. And another thing in this country, you know, negative publicity travels faster than positive stuff. We know that, too. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That's amazing. But, Jason, but I have a trivia. I have a trivia question for our listeners, okay. uh, Matthew. Okay. And uh, I think we're going to give a book away for this one. What is the origin of the donkey and the elephant as the symbols of the Democrat and Re- Republican parties in America? Jason, anyone you know call us with? That? Anyone call I, us I with that answer? <laughs> Excuse me. I've I don't know the answer. answer that one. One. Sorry, I don't. You guys don't know where the donkey and the elephant came from? I can't type I in know, Google but I'm fast enough to a computer, I can Google. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. We're going to give it away oh, to yeah. one of our listeners. <laughs> yeah, everybody else is out there Googling. If you don't Google, what's wrong with you, man? That's the best thing that ever happened to me. Well, they may, hey, look, they may not know how to Google stuff. 
Yeah. I mean, the, I'm I'm trying to talk to the people that may be considering the voting for the Donald. Well, tell oh, me this: who's, what's, what book are you giving away? Well, we may give away Initial Shock, the Bridget Harris story, and uh, we may give away Resurrection of Romance. I don't know. I think it all depends on our listeners' preference. But don't uh-huh. seem like anybody's calling us back with the answer yet, so. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for your time. I want to open up the lines for some other callers. I know your switchboard's are lighting up. thank you for calling. Great to talk to you. Thank you for being here. It's my thank pleasure, you, and I hope more people start to feel the burn. <laughs> Oh, hey, look, either they're going to feel it now or they're going to feel it later, but they're going to feel it. Now, one thing I do want to say to anyone who's thinking about calling in, we do have respect for the other side of this opinion. So if someone who wants to vote for Trump or has an opinion about the Republican Party that's different from ours, please feel free to call us. We will do our best to give respect to your point of view. Ditto. Or if you know the thing about the donkey and the elephant, I'd love to know the answer to that one. I'm not going to go. Yeah, well, later on in the show, if some, nobody calls with that information, later on in the show, I will give up the answer. Okay. So, we got any more lights on there? Uh, the switchboard is lit up, but nobody's raised their hand yet, and that's typical. I'm going to throw the okay. number out there again for our listeners, 646-929-2870. Press number one on your phone. If you have an opinion, we'd be glad to hear it. I have a I have a question that I would love to hear from some women about, and that is who are women going to vote for and why? Who are women going to vote for and why? Very interested in that in that opinion. Well, you already know, Matthew, you're going to have a lot of women going to vote for Hillary because she's a female. <laughs> Excuse me. And that'll be, she'll be making history the first woman president ever. So we know we got a, peop- a lot of people that's going to vote for her for that reason. But I'd be curious to know beyond her being the first female president, what is the other reasons they have? Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, I, I think it's um, it's really important, and it, it's just an incredibly powerful time in, in the life of this country that, you know, we elected Barack Obama, and, you know, we got a, a black guy who was president, and now we're looking at a strong possibility of a woman. Honestly, I think that this is well. Co- correct great, that, Matthew. What we, you remember? Correct that, Matthew. You remember? You remember the whole big hoopla was about that he was almost black. He wasn't a hundred percent black. <laughs> well, if people are going to say that Hillary Clinton's almost a woman, right? <laughs> no, they going to give her a woman, but you know they they kind of <laughs> went with Barack because he they said he was almost black. He wasn't a hundred percent. I see. But, you know, okay. but now, now Hillary, she's a hundred percent woman. Now that's a big leap. <laughs> well, I think some people think she had bigger balls than than uh, than Bill. So, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, we hopefully, hey, look, we hope her decision making don't change monthly. God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. 
Oh, I know you're going to get some calls now, man. You're gonna, <laughs> your car's going to be, well, your car's going to be blown up in the in the drive. I, I know, huh? Man. But listen, listen. They didn't. Ask, hey, look. They didn't ask me about my emails or uh, show anybody my taxes. That's right. They didn't. I think I'm that surpri- um, I'm surprised nobody ever called me with the answer to my question yet. But that's okay. Well, I I I. I agree with you from my point of view, and of course I'm a man, but I have a lot of women in my life, um, always have in terms of relatives. I got two sisters and a mom and a grandmother and uh, has three daughters. And I mean, it's I've got a lot of my clients, at least half of my coaching clients are women. And uh, they share a lot with me about what's going on in their lives. And I think that this, we are watching a shift in the perception of who women are, how, what their power should and could be in the world. We're beginning the process of hopefully in my lifetime seeing women get paid equal, equally for equal work. And you don't uh, think they get women... paid more? You don't think they get paid more than men do now? No, they get seventy to eighty percent of what men get in almost every profession. Hmm. And so there's still a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on about that, but I think it's better than it used to be, and um, it's getting better all the time. And it, it to have well, you know, it's interesting what you said about Barack Obama. A lot of people think he's not entirely black. But I'm wondering, from your perspective, would you say that Barack being president, would you say that – what degree would you say that had an effect on black people in America and, and their position in the society? Would you say it's changed that much, or is it just kind of hopeful? No, I think I think it's hopeful again, and, and um, I think I heard uh, one of my comedians buddies said it best, uh, Michael Collier. You know, uh, 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 of course, you know, a lot of blacks voted for Barack for the same reason that that he was black and he was the first. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of black people didn't even understand uh, his goals, his missions. Just like a lot of them don't know. Today, what his accomplishments were, there were a whole lot of people that said no matter what Barack attempted to do, that it wasn't going to be allowed to be successful because of the powers that be. People are still mm-hmm. saying that, you know, there's no way that Barack could have cleaned up everything that went on with uh, the Bush administration. They say oh, that yeah. today. So um, I think all in all, it has been a step in um, the right direction just but nothing more than just to say that it is a possibility things can happen, things can change, and we can't say what's not going to happen because I'm sure that happened, and a lot of people never thought that that would happen in their lifetime. So, oh, yeah, um, I certainly. It's amazing so to me. Being, so in regards to Hillary, yeah, I could see a woman being president, whether – I could see it happening right now or whether it's going to happen right now. That remains to be seen, you know. Things are changing fast because everybody's listening to the Donald, which is like we've been talking about earlier in the show, is just simply amazing for some of the things yes. he said. But, 
I mean, we've seen some stranger things that happen. You know, we've seen uh, uh, votes mysteriously coming up missing. You know, so, hey, Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting. I hope I answered your question. I just wasn't all over the place, but all of No, no, that's fine. I appreciate it. Slamming into my head. Well, there's a lot in there, so it takes a while to get it all out, right? (laughs) Yeah, especially when you got a big head. (laughs) But anyway, for you guys, for anybody that just joined the show, call a number. Um, 646-929-2870 Hit number one on your phone We'd like to see what your thoughts are In terms of uh, Hillary Being the first woman president And uh, Mr. Donald Trump And well, I have another question. Maybe someone will be interested in answering, and that is, who do you, if Hillary gets the nomination, who do you imagine will be her vice president choice? I think that's a really. I, I was, I was thinking, I was talking about Bernie before, but I don't know if that's really a possibility that she would go with Bernie. But I'm wondering what people think about who she might choose. Um, I'm, I'm going to guess it would not be another woman. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was a person who had uh, Latino background or history in the family. Um, but I haven't given a lot of thought to it, and I'm wondering what you think, Lamont, and what somebody else who's calling in, what they think. Huh. Anybody out there got an opinion you want to share with us about that? Or anybody want to run for vice president? <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> We had a friend that was running for the independent party, the Democrats, and I don't know what happened to him. I thought he was going to call into the show today, but... Who was that? I, I don't want <laughs> his name. Hey, look, I don't want to say who that is because he might be listed somewhere. That might be why he didn't want to call into the show because, you know, That's I want right, to ask him might... what happened. I want to ask yeah. him what happened, man. What happened? What happened? Yeah, what, what happened? Is that? I just want to yes. ask that question. What happened? But I was trying to get him on the show today, but I guess he's not ready to talk about it yet. Mm. Well, I, I'm thinking that it should also be interesting if if Trump gets the Republican nomination, who he's going to choose to run with him. I. If, if he's really into uh, uniting the party, which I really don't think he is, I don't think he really cares. But he he might he might pick somebody um, who is really more of a what they would call a true conservative than he is. I don't know about that, but it should be interesting. I I I, I hope to God he doesn't pick Sarah Palin. That's who does he have in his camp that has a serious political background? I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. That would be great if somebody does know that. I don't know who that would be. Uh, everybody, most of the people in the establishment really don't want to have much to do with them. Paul Ryan has said he won't be part of that, but who knows? They could come out of that conversation and say, okay, Paul Ryan's going to be my vice presidential guy. That would pull a lot of people into his camp, I think, and who are Republicans. Yeah, I'd be kind of curious. I don't know. Paul see. Ryan has, has said he's not ready to go for that yet. I don't, I don't know. Do you think Paul Ryan is going to walk out of that meeting and say, "Okay, we've made our peace with each other, and now I'm going to support him"? What do you think? 
No. I I think if 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 he supports him, it's gonna be from because of some other people flexing their muscles. I don't think it'll be because of his decision alone. Mm, yeah. Well, he's. I honestly believe, even though I'm not, um, I, I wouldn't vote for Paul Ryan in the past because I don't tend to be in the Republican Party in general and in, in my way of thinking. But I always felt that he was a person who had some sense of integrity in character, even though I didn't exactly agree with him. And I honestly think that liberals and Republicans, if they, if liberals and conservatives, if they have respect for each other, can, can contribute their ideas in meaningful kinds of ways. The problem is there's so much immaturity in the communication. They're like, you know, a couple who gets married and they're just like working on a divorce the way they treat each other. And it's, it's really sad that they can't deal with differences with some halfway decent level of respect. It would really well, transform. No, no nobody's listening. Nobody's listening. Then Matthew and I think that's really what happens. No, no one is listening, and and people have to have to learn. There's a difference between hearing something and truly listening to something. Mm-hmm. You know. You could you could hear yes. a conversation and not process it to the next level, and I think that's what happens. You know, people get in those situations, and they're so busy expressing their view, their views, you know, uh, emotionally expressing their views, and and at that point they plug up their inner ear. Well, I think you made a good point. I you know to. To, to to take in the noise that people are making is different from really hearing them and listening. And my experience in in working with people in relationships, in business, and also in couples is that to really listen to another person changes both people. That really listening to someone else, really letting in what they have to say and, and trying your best to really understand it always changes us. And yes. to be heard in a deep level of listening changes the, the person who's speaking because I think one of the things that we all want in our lives is to really be heard. That that's one of the basic human kinds of needs is please hear me, who I am, get me. Doesn't mean you have to agree with me. Doesn't mean you have to validate me in everything I say. But we all really want to be heard and really listened to. And I think that once you really listen to someone, then they will listen to what you have to say. You know, we do the listening first, and then they're much more willing to listen back. But I, that's seldom that that happens. In politics, and it's sad because we have so many significant problems in this world that I think we could come up with some amazing solutions to if we could really work together. Yeah, if people really listen to hear somebody out to truly mm-hmm. understand what they're trying to communicate to them. Right. You know, I've done I've done shows in the past where we've even spoken on that. Sometimes we have to talk to people in a manner in which they're accustomed to be spoken to in mm-hmm. because yes. other than that, they don't get it. You know, I mean, and right. people say, well, you're talking over my head. And, and I used to really didn't know what that meant. 
you know, until I thought about it. Sometimes people's understanding levels, or should I say their comprehension level, uh-huh. don't have to be the same. So, you exactly. know, you speak to them, they're looking at you, and they have this distant stare in their eyes, you know, and you really think they're getting <laughs> what you're saying, and they're really looking That's at right. you with this deep stare, and they don't have a clue what the hell you're talking about. That's right. And, you know, and, and then they'll ask you, issue. then they'll ask you, well, yeah. what, what, are, what are you talking about? What, are, what, are, what do you mean? <laughs> I think you're right, and I think it's, it's incumbent on those of us who really want to do the listening is to try to pay attention to the language, the way of communicating another person has. It's, it's like if you speak Spanish and I speak English and I really want to understand you, I've got to learn how to speak Spanish. Thank you. Very I have well, to do that. That's what I, I can't mean. demand. I can't demand that you speak my language if I really want us to get together. Maybe I have to go first and say, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn a little Spanish here to try to understand. And you're we could both speak English and not communicate, as you're basically saying. But I, I think the power there's a there's a poet out these days. His name is David White that I really have a lot of respect for. And David White says that when we really get into meaningful conversation with another person, we both get changed by that experience. And I really think that's true. And it would be wonderful, just an amazing miracle. If our political system, the people who are in politics, began to learn how to listen to each other, God, we would save so many lives. We'd have so much better solutions to problems. It would be incredible because most of the people who are in politics, in my opinion, with the possible exception of Donald Trump, are really smart people. Mm-hmm. They, they, they do have many valuable ideas. What if they started listening and sharing? It would be an amazing thing. Amazing. Yeah. So, you know, as you said, who knows what's going to happen, but that would be a great miracle. It would be fantastic. But, you know, unfortunately we don't have a crystal ball, and uh, we just got to sit around and wait and see how it plays out. Well, I'm very thankful for the people who called in today. I think they really I appreciate it. It's always, I believe it always takes a little bit of courage to pick up the phone and hit that one and say, uh, hey, I want to talk. You know, it's, it takes a certain amount of courage to to jump in and into a situation where you know a lot of people listening. And uh, so I'm, I'm thankful to uh, Steve and Jason and Sinka for uh, being with us today. It was great. Definitely, definitely, definitely appreciate all of them, and we encourage them to all come back. And for the listeners that have been choosing just to sit at home and listen to the show, we appreciate you too. So never think we don't, because we do. But, Matthew, the question I asked earlier, uh-huh. the Presidential candidate Andrew Jackson was the first Democrat ever to associate with the donkey symbol. His opponent okay. during the election of 1828 tried to label him a jackass for his populist beliefs and slogan, let the people rule. Uh, you know, then Jackson was entered by the notion they ended up using as advantage on his campaign posters. So it was Andrew Jackson uh, in okay. 1828, the first presidential candidate to be, a uh, Democrat president candidate to be associated with the donkey. And uh, Okay. That was by cartoonist Thomas Nast. And the elephant, 
was also, you know, was re- that was the Republican Party, and it came out with from the same joke and Thomas Nast in 1864. Oh wow! Uh, Nast drew a donkey cloth and lion skin, scaring away all the animals at the at the zoo. One of the animals, the elephant, was labeled the Republican vote, and that's all it took for the elephant to huh. become associated with the Republican Party. Oh, cool. So that's where the donkey eighteen sixty four you came said from. Eighteen twenty eight. Same cartoonist? Yes. Eighteen twenty eight. Wow. And it appeared in Harper's Week in eighteen seventy. Oh, but listen, we down to the last minute of the show. The show has just been flying and again, Matthew and I want to thank all our guests for calling in and lending their views to the Absolutely. show. Absolutely. We'll be back next Sunday. Same bat time, 2.30 PST. Come back and join us. Um, we have a great show lined up for you. Yes, we do. And it's it's a joy to be with you, Lamont. And uh, I look forward to next week. And I hope we'll have a lot more people hanging out with us and sharing their thoughts. And uh, for those that came in on the show late, you can always go pick up the show, uh, iTunes Podcast, worldmovement.com. You can go get it there or uh, blog talk radio forward slash player. You could go get it and hear the show, whatever part you may miss. Other than that, we will see you right here next week, same time. God bless you.